Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We back at it. Back with another episode. The Dynasty is podcast coming to you guys from the great North Carolina. It's your boy, Darius Capers, Kung Fu Cape on Twitch, a.k.a. Darius Capers, Darius underscore Capers on all the social medias. I got my guy with me, my brother, Alex. I'll let you go and introduce yourself to the people as well, man. I mean, they know us, but, you know, you know us. Hey, man, let me do a little sound effect for the people. This is a special episode. It's your boy, Alex Reed, man, coming at you. Well, let's bring you this. I'll give you all the socials in a little bit. I hope everybody's doing well. Hope the family's doing well. If you got kids, I hope the kids are thriving. Uh, follow me on 10-G-O-L-D-B-A-N-Z underscore at the end of it. Just one. That's on Instagram. Um, and let's get into this show, man. Let's get into the show. It's going to be a good one. Oh, yes. It's going to be a tremendous show because the the noise that my man Alex did was, was perfect, well warranted, you know, because today we are talking about round one, game one of the NBA playoffs. And it's been so far an amazing playoffs. I don't know if if Alex agrees, but from what I've seen so far, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, they started Saturday, April 15th. The first playoff game was actually the Sixers and the, the Nets. That was the first game they took off everybody. I mean, that was yeah. kind of a not close game. That series is probably going to go how everyone thinks it's going to go, Philly in five. But uh, that was followed up with my Celtics beating up on the Atlanta Hawks. They didn't even touch 100 points, man. And that's another series I feel like is going to be pretty one-sided. The Cavs and Knicks were the middle of the evening game. Um, that's going to be a seven-game series in a battle, man. I'm loving how that's going to go. And the late-night game was the Kings and the Warriors. The Kings pulled what seemed like an upset, but shouldn't seem like an upset considering they're the three seed. They knocked off the Warriors 126-123. Yesterday, the rest of the game ones were played for round one. Uh, the Grizzlies and the Lakers played. Lakers handled them. John Morant's injury is something we're going to get to in this episode. The Heat with a tremendous upset of the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis's injury is something else we're going to get to in this episode. And Tyler Hero's injury. Oof. Uh, the Clippers and the Suns, another series that might go six or seven games. The Clippers got that victory in the late night game, a series that no one probably stayed up for on the East Coast. The Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Nuggets demolished them. So uh let's just go back to Saturday's games and let's start from the beginning. Uh, Alex, what were your what was your takeaway and how did you feel about the Sixers and the Nets game? Um, well, to answer your, the latter of your two questions, um, the Sixers and the Nets went exactly how I think most uh, basketball fans who are objective um, w- would expect. I think the only fans that probably expected anything different was the Nets fans themselves. Right. They just don't have anybody that can match up with the seven foot, two hundred eighty pound monster that is Joel Embiid. Um, I wasn't old enough to see that. I wasn't born um, to see Hakeem in his prime, but I feel like this is what he probably looked like. Um, just a graceful seven foot monster. And James Harden came up big, 11 assists, seven three-pointers. If this is what we're going to get, Lord knows, the other two top teams in the East, especially 
what looks like a weekend Bucks team. It's got something to worry about with this uh, Sixers team. They really do. They got shooters everywhere. They got Tyrese Massey. Um, they got Tobias Harris. They got DeAnthony Melton, who can get up in it. He's a great defender and a good shooter. Um, they got length in the court. They got defenders that they, they should they should beat the Nets in four. The only thing that can stop the Sixers, in my opinion, would be injury. That's the only thing stopping them from beating in four. If James Harden gets sore, um, I know he's always had some hamstring issues on these last couple of years in the playoffs. That could de- that could derail them. But I think even with James Harden out, as long as they got Joel in, the series shouldn't go any longer than five. That's my personal opinion, unless Michael Bridges drops 50 back-to-back. But I just don't think he's that type of guy. No disrespect. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the big takeaway from the the Nets and the Sixers. Um the and to go to a different team. You said the Saturday games or are you talking about the, the, uh, the Saturday games. Okay. So for the Saturday, like for the Bucks and the Heat, um they said Giannis has a back contusion. They did say there's no breakage, no uh fractures or anything like that, but he may be out for what? What do you mean? I don't think he's going to miss the rest of the series, but he might be out for a game two. I'm, I'm. They might try to sit him, especially since Tyler Hero went down. They're saying Tyler Hero is going to be out four to six weeks, so he's out for this series. Mm-hmm. The Heat weren't going anywhere anyway. Now they're probably not going anywhere. I know most basketball fans probably saw Jimmy Butler's story talking about he posted a bunch of does, which if people don't know. Is a female deer. A buck is supposed to be the male. Maybe he was trying to call them out, trying to call them soft of some sort. But, Jimmy, this is not the same bucks that you have went against in the past. And this isn't the Miami team from the bubble. Y'all are going home in the first round, whether they're bucks, does, fawns, uh, fetuses, whatever the case, y'all are going home. Yeah, it's optimism that Giannis could play game two. So, if Giannis plays game two, then – the Heat definitely have no chance, but yeah, definitely I agree. Um, Philly, Philly and Brooklyn, man. If you look at the stat sheet, James Harden didn't really shoot well. Joel Embiid didn't really shoot well. Therese Maxey didn't really shoot well. Exactly. I mean, exactly. the only person that was really efficient was Paul Reed and Tobias Harris, and. I mean, they beat him by 20. Like, and that's with Michael putting up a 30 clip. That's with Cam Johnson having almost 20 points a game. It's not going to be a good series for the Nets. That if they get a game, like you said, Michael's going to probably have to have a career high. And that'll be the that'll be the 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 high point of their season. Uh if we look at that Bucks and Heat game, like you said. Jimmy Butler, you need to be careful what you wish for because, <laughs> I mean, you lost your second-best offensive player. I mean, Tyler Heroes had another 20-point-per-game season this year for the whole season averaging, and he's he's gone. Like, he's probably not going to be back for the playoffs at all. Even if they were to make it, what, four to six weeks? That's about a month and a half, two months, April? Yeah they'd have to make it to the finals for him to come back. And I don't see that happening. I see them probably going home after this round as well. Uh, it took 
Kevin Love turning back into prime Cleveland Cavaliers Kevin Love for them to beat them. He four of seven from three, five of nine from the field, four of four from the free throw line. I mean, Kevin Love became unplayable down the down the stretch towards the end of the season for the Miami Heat. So I mean to see him turn the hands of time back like that, <laughs> he needed to. I mean, he, he needed to. Jimmy Butler, 15 of 27, 35 points. Like, he he played well. Like, Jimmy Butler did what Jimmy Butler typically does in the playoffs. But I, I just don't see it. I don't see it manifesting for them. I, I just don't see it. I, I can definitely see a Giannis playing game two and then beating the Bucks. Excuse me, the Bucks beating the Heat by about 10, 15, similar to this game, except just the scores yeah. flipped. If we if we're going back to the Saturday games, we're staying in the Eastern Conference. The second to last Eastern Conference game was my Celtics and the Hawks. I just want to go and give my opinion on this game real quick, and I'll turn it over to you. Man, when I tell you my Boston Celtics know how to defend, man, they know how to defend. Uh Capella didn't have a 21-rebound game against us. He only had eight boards. Uh, that He was their leading rebounder. I mean, DeJounte Murray, 10 of 25. He wasn't efficient. 0 of 6 from 3. Trey Young, 5 of 18 from the field. 1 of 5 from 3. DeAndre Hunter, 4 of 10 from the field. 1 of 4 from 3. Like, Bogdanovich was 2 of 7. Can't leave him out. Sadiq Bay was 2 of 6 from the field. 1 of 4 from 3. Like, Josh Johnson... I love Josh Johnson coming out of Duke. He was 3 of 10 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. We really defended the Atlanta Hawks really well. I mean, I just – I'm grateful for how we're playing defense. We're, we're getting back to that level of defense that we had through most of the season last year under Ime Udoka. Uh, Joe Mazzula is really doing his thing. I, I wish he would be coach of the year, but – Mike Brown, just like we said, Mike Brown deserves it. But we held Atlanta to 39% from the field, 17% from three, five of 29 from three. And Atlanta is really a team that lives and dies by the three, lives and dies by pick and roll. And so if we can keep getting out defending three-point shooters like that, I feel like we'll have a good chance of sweeping them as well. And this was a game where Jason Tatum didn't really shoot well either. I mean, 10 of 23, that's below 50%. Three of seven from three, solid, but – Derek White played well. Jalen Brown played well. Robert Williams slowly but surely coming back and showing that he's getting healthy. I like our eight-man rotation, man. I really do. Robert Williams, Malcolm Bryant, and Sam Hauser off the bench. He's another shooter. I feel like we should try to get Pritchard a little minutes, maybe Grant Williams a little minutes too if we can. But defensively, man, we, we're going to make it. It's going to be tough for Atlanta to score. It's really going to be tough for Atlanta to score. I wholeheartedly agree, and I honestly think that y'all should – if I was um, Missoula, I would strongly consider uh, sitting Al Horford out for this series just to mm-hmm. save him. He has so much mileage. He's, he's uh, an old-looking – he's 37 yeah. um, center. I'd save him for one of those bigger series because with or without him, y'all, I think y'all are going to uh, sweep Atlanta. Um I I just feel like y'all have the formula of a Jalen Brown and a Jason Tatum, two two way wings that can get you a double double, that can get you thirty, can get you forty. I wouldn't doubt that Jalen Brown could go get you fifty if he if he wanted to. 
Um, yeah. You got two of them guys. And then outside of that, you got Marcus Smart, who just won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, the only guard defending out that I would probably say might even be better than him would be Drew Holiday. And he's not going to see him until later. Um, Malcolm Brogdon's another six foot five, two hundred thirty pound guy. You can throw it at almost anybody. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, even though he looks like he's six two, he looks like above six two. He looks like he's one ninety five, like stocky type of guy. Can shoot threes. Now and now, as you can see, I'm getting deeper and deeper in the depth chart for only point guards. You still got Derek White. You still got Sam Hauser, who I like a six nine guy that can, that you cannot leave alone. You cannot leave him alone. You can't leave Grant Williams alone. You, Rob Williams is the only person on the team that really can't shoot, but you don't need him to shoot. He's the anchor. He's the he's the enforcer. He can get you 10 and 15 boards. He can get you two, three, four, five blocks on any given night. Atlanta has no chance here. Trey Young is probably in trade talks after they get swept. Um, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, they're, they just – so here's here's how we do it at the Dinosaurs Podcast for those that don't know. We always go by who are the best players on the court at all times. So when you're starting the game and when you're finishing the game, the best player in this series is Jason Tatum. The second best player in this series is Jalen Brown. The third best player is Trey Young. But then after that, it's a bunch of Celtics players, and then it might be DeJounte Murray. You could argue that in this series – Rob Williams might have a bigger impact than DeJounte Murray. Right. I agree. Marky Smart, maybe he can be a better defender than DeJounte Murray. I agree. Malcolm Brogdon is a better shooter than DeJounte Murray. So he may have an all-around game, but in this series, it's just not going to matter. You can't – your best player on the other team is 6'1", 165, soaking wet. DeJounte Murray ain't much bigger than him as a weight-wise. I just don't see it going any further than five. I'm just going to be respectful to Trey Young and say that they're going to get five, but I wholeheartedly don't believe it. This is a a match made in hell for them. I agree, bro. And you mentioned something that we've mentioned before on the Dynasties, but yeah, bro, Trey Young's trade talks, man, they're going to ramp up after him getting swept. I definitely agree with them shooting five of 18 five turnovers to eight assists, man. It just – the fit didn't work. And I remember our preseason episode we did, you and I were both pretty high on the Hawks because of maybe the fit would actually work. Maybe Trey Young can try to play off ball. But I don't think he's as great of a three-point shooter as we thought he was, if that makes no, sense. I don't think so. Yeah. He's, yeah. More of a, he's more of a volume shooter. And yeah. for him to be so small – I got to give credit. Anybody that can give you 27 and 10 on any given night is a problem. Don't get right. it twisted. Exactly. But you just have to do something else when you're that small. Steph Curry is small, but Steph Curry has shot like 40% for his whole career from three. Exactly. That's the difference between him and Trey. Like it's a mm-hmm. seven percentage difference. Um I think Trey Young was what thirty five percent from the thirty six something around there. Thirty five for his career, but this season he was thirty three and a half. So it's like you're a you're down there with the likes of a Russ Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook shot thirty one percent from three this year. Thirty percent. Russell Westbrook does every any other things. He gets boards, exactly. which we're going to get into that game. 
um, a little bit later of how the stat sheet can sometimes lie to you. But mm-hmm. this stat sheet didn't lie to us. Trey Young is not going anywhere. Sorry, Trey Young. Um, he might go to a different team in this offseason, but um, they. I don't really want to – I just don't know. I think Trey Young just needs to – I think he needs to change the area. Scenery. Maybe Atlanta might not be the place for him. I agree, bro. I agree wholeheartedly. And to go ahead and wrap up the Eastern Conference, the the best game actually out of all the Eastern Conference games, in my opinion, was that Knicks Cavs game. So uh, I'll let you lead off on this one as well. What was your takeaway from seeing the Knicks get a first playoff victory in I don't know when over the Cavs? Look, credit to Tom Thibodeau for playing his guys um, almost the whole game. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the Knicks shot horrible from what I saw on the eye test. I didn't even – honestly, guys, um, viewers, I didn't even think to get any notes on the Knicks because they played their original brand of basketball. We're going to not let you score. That defense they had on the the uh, the Cavs, Donovan Mitchell had 38, but I think he shot the ball 30 to 31 times. Yeah. And it wasn't – he didn't shoot 50% either. Yeah. Um, Evan Mobley looked good for, like, the first five minutes, and then they shut him down. Like, Jared Allen, he looked good for the first five minutes, and then they shut that no, down too. He's the not Knicks, lying. The Knicks, man, they just – they have a, a unique way of playing – Physical defense where they where, where they get into your area of space where you can't even probably dribble in the little whatever the little the little box you're trying to dribble in. Jalen Brunson is going to give you bucks. I think he had only two assists, but he had 27 points, okay. and you felt those 27 points. There was a game. There was I think it was in the third quarter. Jalen Brunson, who's a lefty, he drives down and he does, his signature move is this patented fadeaway mid-range jumper that he does over the shoulder. And most guys are going to be like, we're going to live with that. I think they had Darius Garland on him, who's an okay defender, but he can't guard Brunson. You can't put a guy Brunson's height, size in front of him. And Darius Garland might be, hey, maybe we can live with this turnaround left over the shoulder. No, you can't. That's a shot that I've seen him over the course of the season actually hunt out for so mm-hmm. you can't give up a shot that somebody practices every day like you're going to lose the game so to hold the Cavs under 100 points when we're talking about the Cavs might have one of the more complete teams in the league what we're talking about I know as a prediction we're saying hey the Cavs could be a sleeper team to probably get to the Eastern Conference Finals we know they're a lot for the semifinals but I'm just going to be honest with you guys if the Knicks continue to defend this way, if R.J. Barrett continues to defend, if Julius Randle continues to show effort being a face-up for making plays out of the post on the elbows, if Mitchell Robinson can, you know, continue to – if Mitchell Robinson can do something, Quentin Grimes quickly, my sixth man of the year, uh, Obi Toppin, a physical jump-out-the-building, jump-out-the-gym type of guy. yeah. Look, man, y'all cannot sleep on these Knicks, man. The Knicks are a hard-nosed, 90s-style defensive team. If they're going to hold the Cavs under 100 points, then the Cavs are going to lose this series in seven. Yeah, bro, I I agree with everything that you said. I mean, Cleveland was one of the more efficient offenses this year. Uh, they actually – 
averaged. Uh, let me let me go to my notes. They were, but just know they were a very efficient offense this year. Um, points they would average about 113 points a game. So, I mean, even though that's ranks 25th in the league. 113 points to a 97 is a significant drop-off. And with them being one of the best defenses in the league, it just surprised me how they were unable to string together many stops. I mean, I I, I don't know, bro. It's just – it's weird when you look at it because the only person that was really efficient for the Knicks was Josh Hart off the bench. I mean, Josh Hart played well coming in to uh, to give Grimes some some leeway because Grimes didn't play that well. But R.J. Barrett, of course, you, we know we're kind of getting with R.J. Barrett at this point. But Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, they did what they had to do. They made timely plays. And, I mean, Donovan Mitchell had 38, but besides his 38, Darius Garland had 17, and it was a – quiet 17 I mean yep. like you said Jared Allen and and Evan Mobley they played well in the first quarter but after that it kind of was, was difficult for them I guess Mitchell Robinson really bothered both of those guys in the paint so I mean I don't know bro Darius Garland I didn't even see this but he had five turnovers to one assist so I mean it's just, it's tough, man. It's really tough. One of the things that Cleveland is definitely missing that I will say, they're missing a wing player, bro. They're missing a small forward or another guard. Because, exactly. I mean, they're switching minutes between Okoro, Seti Osman, and Karis LeVert. Man, they combined it for the time for the time they played. LeVert was one of seven. Okoro was one of six. That's two of 13. When Osman went three of four, that saved it. But that's five of 21. Combined for three players, and I mean, you got to get some type of production out of that wing spot, man. You just you have to, like, excuse me, uh, five of seventeen. I apologize, but even then, you got to get some type of production out of that wing spot. Whether it's some shooting, Osman hit the two threes, but other than him, two of ten from three. Like you, you got to get something out of that wing spot. I don't think, I think that's why Cleveland's ceiling is so capped because of the wing position. When you, when you look at the Knicks, like you just mentioned, the Knicks have a bunch of wing forwards like Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. He's I don't think he's going to go 2 of 12 with Isaac Okoro looking at him next game. Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart, Emmanuel Cookley can play the three, can play the two. Obi Toppin's a, a versatile forward. So it's like they have to get some type of production out of that wing spot, man. They have to. And – if they don't, I can see that being the reason that the Cavs are bounced and the Cavs be the first higher seed to get bounced. I can I can definitely see that. If we uh if we transition from the Eastern Conference games to the Western Conference games, first and foremost, I want to get your opinion on this game. We're gonna save your Lakers for last. The Kings and the Warriors going in and finish off those Saturday games. What was your big takeaway? From the Kings' victory over the Golden State Warriors, um, my big takeaway is that the Kings got away with a good one. Um, there, the Aaron Fox. Let me go ahead and give him his flowers for the amazing defense that he played on Stephen Curry. 
on Stephen Curry. Um, I think the shot that Steph Curry missed was more on Steph Curry than the defense being played on him. But nevertheless, Steph Curry is a generational talent. It's going to always more be on him than what you're doing against him. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Kings played a good game. Um, It was a very high-scoring game, which troubles me because I don't know if you really want to let the Warriors get, what is it, 130 points that they had? I don't Mm -hmm. know if you want to let them get that. Yeah. Um, especially if you don't have a lockdown wing, you don't have a lockdown anybody, honestly, on the team. If you want to say Damian Mitchell, but do you really want to put him in front of Steph and Jordan Poole at six feet? I, the answer is no, you don't. You don't want to put him in front of those guys. Um, so, Kings, I think this is going to be an interesting series. I'm going to say that it's going to go six still in favor of the Warriors. Um, I think Clay Thompson, he's going to – I think they played today, actually – um, I think he's going to remind everybody who Klay Thompson is. He shot 5 of 14, I believe. Not a very good game. We're 6 of 14. Um, Steph Curry also didn't have a very good shooting game. I expect both of them to come out and look to smell uh, – to look um, to get those to win. Um, what people need to be mindful of is the, Steph, the Warriors went, I think, 9 and 30 on the road this season. Yes. It was something outlandish like that. Like, it was the worst road – tour, whatever you want to call it, we've seen in decades. Um and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to win two, five or seven to get to get this series. So um we'll see what they're gonna do here. Um but I, I wholeheartedly think they're about to take a road win. I think they're about to even out the series tonight. I will be surprised if the Kings go up 2-0 tonight. Mm. Um they still have this Sabonis problem. I know Sabonis didn't play well I just don't think you can put Kevon Looney in front of Sabonis and say, stop that man. I don't think you can do that. Um, Kevon Looney might be a glorified Kendrick Perkins, and that's still a, an insult. So, uh, um, yeah, I think the Warriors, I think they're going to lick their wounds. I think they're going to come out swinging. Um, Draymond Green is going to be looking to get 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Draymond Green gets 15 points on you. You're going to lose tonight. Well, let you go ahead and know that now. If you let this milk dud start flexing on you and screaming in y'all ear, y'all gonna lose. So come out, be focused. Um, and the Warriors gotta make sure that they chase Herder, they chasing uh, Keegan Murray, um, chasing De'Aaron Fox. Do not let De'Aaron Fox get into transition, um, because then you're never gonna get your defense that he's the fastest man in the league. Um. They got Harrison Barnes, who can do everything kind of as a wing. Um, they got some good bench pieces. Um, so it's going to be a good game tonight. It's going to be a good game, but I think the Warriors are going to win. I'm offended what you said about Kevon Looney. He should be offended too, but hey. You said he's a glorified Kendrick Perkins. That is that is crazy. He was the person that essentially had the matchup of Gardens Sabonis, man. Like, bro, I think he's so underrated. I don't think he gets enough credit, bro. I really don't think he gets enough credit. I was watching the game, and uh, if I'm not mistaken – it was a point where they were talking about Kevon Looney and his defense. Uh, excuse me, his defensive impact. 
they said he was holding Kings players to like four of 18 shooting when he was their primary defender. And that was around the third quarter, like late in the third. So I don't know if it was that to end the game, but that I just wanted to talk about that, bro. Like he, he's a good, a good player in the Warriors system. Like he does everything they need him to do. He's a defensive guy. I mean, with Sabonis not being a crazy athlete either, he can really guard Sabonis pretty well. I mean, 5 of 17, bro, 5 of 17 doesn't just happen. And, I mean, You're with, right. and with Keegan Murray, too, 1 of 5, 16 minutes played, like, they neutralized him. Now, my takeaway from Golden State is that they have to get production off the bench. They have to. I mean, I know it might look, oh, Wiggins come off the bench, Poole come off the bench, both had 17. But with Jordan Poole only playing 22 minutes, he was a minus five. So that means he scored 17, but he gave up 22 22 points. So he was a minus when he was on the court. Same thing with Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, seven of 16, Jordan Poole, four of 10. Those are going to be the main guys coming off the bench. So they have to play better. Gary Payton, I would like to see – I would like to see Steve Kerr start Gary Payton. And and I know you might think like that might be a small starting five, but considering that the Kings are pretty small themselves, starting Herter and Harrison Barnes, I feel like putting Clay Thompson on Harrison Barnes would be fine. I feel like putting uh, Steph on Herter would be fine. I mean, he's going to run off screens. I know Herter's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's taller than Steph, but I mean, just – having him chase him around screen. Steph has that stamina to do that. Starting Gary Payton on De'Aaron Fox would be a matchup that I feel like they need to come out the gate with unless they're looking to start Wiggins again because they need one of those two defensive guys in that starting lineup. I like DiVincenzo, but I don't really want DiVincenzo guarding anyone as a primary defender. I would much rather have a Gary Payton Heck, I even wouldn't mind if they started Kaminga, but, I mean, that hurt them shooting-wise. I guess whoever they start besides DiVincenzo, because he's probably the best mix of shooting and defense besides Wiggins. So maybe they just need to let Wiggins come back and do his thing because that's who they're missing. They're missing that wing that can do everything. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not as high on Jordan Poole as I used to be. That's another takeaway I had. It was it was points during the season when it seemed like, wow, he might be able to supplant Clay Thompson as the second best player. But there's too many games where it's like he just loses it defensively or he just isn't as efficient as Clay is. And I just I don't know, man. I feel like for Golden State, what they need to do if they want to keep their window open after the season, they need to look to maybe package a Jordan Poole, package a Kaminga. Is there a super a, a star or superstar out there that we can maybe get? Maybe call Portland, see what it would take to get Dame. I mean, uh, are they going to be able to get a package better than Jordan Poole? I know you might think Dame and Steph on the court defensively. Yeah. Offensively, that'd be tremendous. <laughs> So, I mean, I I don't know, but that's just me spitballing ideas. But I just – I think Golden State needs something else. 
I don't know if they make it to the finals this year, but I feel like they need something. I think I it think might they're be. Just, what was that? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was going to say, I think they need something. Like maybe it's a wing player. Maybe if they trade a Jordan Poole or like a forward, maybe if they trade a Jordan Poole for like, for maybe Siakam or something. Like, I don't know. I just feel like they need another forward wing type player. Maybe an OG and a Nobi. I don't know. They just need something. Actually, I think OG and a Nubi would be perfect, even over Siakam. I think OG and a Nubi somebody that can – because if you can put a lineup out there with Steph, Clay, OG, and Wiggins, and then whoever at the five, I think that would make – I think that would have been a, a world-changing for, uh, for, the, for the Warriors. Um, and just going back to Kevin Looney, he, 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 he's not going to wow you um, with his numbers, but I, the reason I call him a glorified uh, Kendrick Perkins is because I go back to an interview that I watched a few years ago with the, uh, Dwight Howard. He said that his toughest matchup was always Kendrick Perkins. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. And some that's why I say he's like he's not. When you look at him, you're like, bro, this dude is slow. He's just in the way. He, yeah, he gets a couple offensive boards, but. When you really look at it, like you said, he fits perfect into their system. He doesn't do anything they don't ask him to do. Nothing. I've never seen Kevon Looney dribble the ball up, ever. And he's been with the Warriors since their heyday. <laughs> when they were letting anybody yeah. dribble the ball up. So I've never I've never seen him do anything other than rebound and look to find a guard. That's all he does. And it and it and it bodes well. He doesn't really get hurt. He played all eighty-two games, seven points, nine boards. I'm not even going to mention the counting numbers on the defense because it's not a one for the steals or the blocks. It's like a half for each one. So he's not going to wow you, but when you look at it, he might get you. He might get you seven offensive boards one night, and he might just get you all nine on the defense. But what I'm going to tell you is that the Warriors are better, you can argue that he's stepping into that Draymond anchor role, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Now that Draymond Green's a little older, he's starting to – we see him more on the perimeter making plays as a handoff, uh, dribble handoff, uh, um, pick and roll handoff. That's his role now instead of being in the paint, help passing out of the paint. You see Kevon Looney, you know, being that screener, but also that passer out of the, the post. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so he's a he's just a role player. I'm not gonna say anything else about Kevon Looney, um, but he's a good role player. Shout um, out Kevon like, Looney. Shout out Kevon Looney, bro. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, going back to the Warriors, like you said, man, they need a they need a a wing man. I, I think they need to go ahead and pull the plug on Kaminga. Maybe you can lure a a, a whole home team like the. Minnesota Timberwolves, maybe give them, maybe they'll give you Jaden McDaniels. Maybe that'll be a mm. possibility. I mean, they gave away Vanderbilt for, for popcorn and cookies. So yeah, maybe if you give them pool, hmm, pool and, and, uh, uh, and, and Edwards, maybe that might be entertaining for them um, to try to make the make up the mistake for uh, the Gobert trade. Um, but like we were saying, bro, I just wholeheartedly think that the Warriors are going to win this in six. Um, I don't think they're going to be a threat to other teams in the West. 
Um, especially how these Western teams are looking. Um, mm-hmm. especially how my team is looking. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're gonna get out of this round. But unfortunately, the, the defending champs, um, they're not gonna win another championship. Yeah, man. This year. Yeah, I would I would love to see Steph and Dame, the two <laughs> deep brain shooters on the same team. That'd be interesting yeah. to see. But I just feel like defensively, it just would not work at all. But it's interesting pipe dream. Uh, let's go ahead and get this other easy game out the way. Sunday, or on to the Sunday games now. Nuggets and the T-Wolves. I just, I don't even know what to say, really. I mean, Gobert played 26 minutes, 8 and 13. He just, he couldn't really do anything. No one really could do anything for the Timberwolves offensively. But maybe it's because... You know, I will give them a little pass. They had that play and run where they were on the road the whole time. They had to go to L.A., lose to you guys, then go to OKC and beat them. Oh, no, the OKC came to them, so they had to go back to Minnesota from L.A. Then they had to travel to Denver. So maybe they were probably a little tired, a little jet lagged from all that travel. I know that the high altitude in Denver is tough for some people. But I want to say, shout out to Jamal Murray. You know, Jamal Murray, 24, 8, and 8. This was his first playoff game since the bubble. Yep. He's missed two playoff runs with the torn ACL that he was dealing with, his knee injury. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well from the field, but 4 for 10 from 3, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Very timely scoring, very timely buckets. Michael Porter Jr., another guy that has been missing time. 18 points, 11 boards, you know, didn't particularly shoot the ball well from the field either, but four for nine from three will get the job done. And Jokic didn't really have to do much. Jokic played 28 minutes coming back from that calf strain, 13 points, 14 boards, six assists. That's all they needed from him. So uh, they're a good team. I can see them sweeping Minnesota and getting some well-needed rest for Jokic. Yep. Because if they're doing this with Jokic playing 28 minutes, then, man, they'll be fine. So, uh, yeah. Well, what was your takeaway from this shellacking in Minnesota? Yeah, this, this was a waste of time. I just watched it because I know I would have to talk about it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, Timberwolves are a poo-putt franchise. They've been poo-putt since 04. They will continue to be poo-putt. Um, Cat talks – just as much junk as Pat Bev, and he comes up just as small every time he opens his mouth. How do you have 11 and 10, but you shot the ball 15 times? You shot 33% from the field, and even worse, from the three-point line, I think it's 14% from the three-point line, one of seven. And you miss both of your free throws, and your whole game is the predicated on your jump shot. I just I do not understand and four turnovers, like I know you want to, I know you can say jet lag and all that other stuff, but I think it just comes down to how bad do you want it? I think that's what it comes down. You got to, we got to start asking these Minnesota players how bad do they want it, mm-hmm. right? Like you're you're young, their their two best players are still in their twenties, so I don't really want to use the jet lags since because you still have your young legs. Right. Um, you know when Cat's playing well, like he played against us, um, for the playing. You see he's talking all this junk. He's saying, oh, it's the fouls. Oh, it's the flopping. Well, what is it this time? You played 30 minutes and you had 11 points. Like, what? what was, what's the excuse now? 
We're seeing we don't we're not gonna look at anybody starting on the uh the, the Nuggets and say, oh, he is a lockdown defender. Their best defender that they start is Caldwell Pope, and that's not his matchup. So I don't know what his excuse is. Aaron um, Gordon Aaron Gordon's pretty smooth, but still I get what you're saying. He's six eight. It, he's exactly. six nine. He shouldn't do to stop you, Cat. When I've seen exactly. him, Kat, give it to Kat Anthony Davis. Seven, yeah. He's a seven footer. Like he's a he is a seven cat should be a lot better than cat by now should be in this Embiid Jokic conversation because in the late 2010s he was in that conversation as a hey hey look cat's getting you 25 and 12 he's shooting 40 percent from the three point line he's shooting 85 percent from the free throw line he's shooting around 50 from the field can can he can he take a next step and the answer is hell no he cannot take the next step he's not that guy. He is not that guy at all. I'm sorry. If he hears it, sorry, bro. I don't believe in you whatsoever. I think that Minnesota needs to trade you while you might still be hot. Otherwise, it's going to just prove to me how poop-put they are. Next to Anthony Edwards, he's had better games. I'm not going to get on him about this one, but he he also had a poop-put game. He shot one. He made one more shot than Cat did and shot the same amount of time. Like, like I don't – Call, are you trying to tell me that Caldwell Pope is this good of a defender? I mean, he's <laughs> solid. He's solid. Don't get me wrong. He's a great 3D role player, but come on, bro. Rudy Gobert, I don't even want to talk about him. He's just trash to me. Mike, Mike Conley used, seems like he just left uh, the Memphis uh, version of himself still in L.A. Um, I just go down the line and I get sadder and sadder. Kyle Anderson. Uh, Noel, guys that played great in L.A. just forgot how to play basketball, it seems like. Um, I just don't I, – I, I don't believe in them. Point is, so a long story is the Nuggets are going to sweep them. Uh, Minnesota, their main issue isn't even personnel. They just don't have an identity. They got some guys out here that think that they are top five in the league, and then you got some guys that don't even carry that mantra. You see the team like the Grizzlies, and I got to give it to the Grizzlies. Everybody on that team talks junk. They all saying, we're going to be the evil face of the league. We're going to talk. We're going to be the bad boys of the league, and everybody buys into that. The problem with the Timberwolves is Anthony Edwards, he's not really much of a talker. He, he's more of a just kind of about it. If you talk to him, he'll talk back. But Cat mm-hmm. starts the game talking. Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. – it's just sorry. I don't. He's just. I'm sorry. I know he's a three-time defensive player of the year. I couldn't tell last night. Um, Mike Conley. He's just old. I'm not even going to disrespect him. He's had a great career. He's just yeah, old. He's now. a nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a good guy. He's like he doesn't buy into that. And that's what I'm saying. You got Cat who's a talker and Mike who's not. Nikhil Alexander. He's not a talker. Kyle Anderson. Unless you're Rudy Gobert, he's not a talker. <laughs> Noel, he's not a talker. So it's like the team doesn't fit within themselves, and that's my I, that's my way of saying their team chemistry sucks, and they're going to get swept in the first round because of it. Yeah, bro, I completely agree with everything you said. I mean, Anthony Edwards has had a tough go of these play-in and playoff game. This season, I mean, against y'all, he showed up a small three of 17, nine points. Against Oklahoma City Thunder, the only game where Gobert looked like a viable NBA player, he had, Gobert had 21 to 10. Anthony Edwards had 19 on 19 shots. And then last night, 
Another on last night, yeah. Last night, another 18 on 15 shots, 6 of 15. That's 40% from the field. Like, it's just, I don't know what's going on with Anthony Edwards. I hope he's not going to be one of those guys that has tremendous regular seasons and Mm -hmm. just kind of flops in the playoffs. But he's still young, still give him a chance. I, I believe he's younger than both of us. So give him a chance to try to. Make up for it. You got that's why you guys play on Tuesday. So we'll see what you got. See what you I got. I have one question. Oh, I got one question for you, bro. Yeah. Who do you think's better, Cat or Edwards? Oh, so that's a loaded question. Is when you're asking me that, are you saying who do I think is better, as in who is the better one player, or who would I build around if I'm the GM? I know I the answer like that's, to your question. I know the answer yeah. to your latter question, but who do you think yeah. is the uh, the better player? I would say Cat. I would say Cat's the better player. player. Yeah, okay. and and I say that for the reason of, I mean, even though Anthony Edwards isn't a little man, it's not many six three, six four guards, even as explosive as he is, that can take you to that level to win a championship. Like, I truly feel like talent-wise, Carl Anthony Towns can be a number one on the championship-level team. Like, I feel like if you were to put Anthony Edwards – I mean, not Anthony Edwards. If you were to put Carl Anthony Towns in Anthony Davis's shoes with that same Laker team, just swap Anthony Davis for Carl Anthony Towns, I feel like nothing would change. I feel like y'all would still be a really, really good team because a lot of people look at Anthony Davis as the number one option for you guys. Like I said, same situation. You're just swapping the two players because, and his play style fits with a lot of guys. He's not a post up, need the ball in the post, back down. I mean, like you said, 25 and 11, 25 and 12, shooting 40% from three. Like you can play with a guy like LeBron and be the first option, be a catch and shoot guy. I mean, you rebound. Of course, defensively, he's not on the level of an Anthony Davis. I don't think he'd have a seven-block game. We're going to get to that game. Don't y'all worry about it. But I do feel like offensively, he can be the number one guy. And if you surround him with defensive players, such as what you guys have, you guys got a Vando. You guys got a, you know, that's all I can really think of defensively for y'all. But you got Schroeder. You got Austin Reeves starting to come around to Austin Reeves. I feel like Carl Anthony Towns is a better player. Now, like you said, who would I build around? Definitely Anthony Edwards because his ceiling is, I don't know. Like, I don't know what he could be because 21, 22 years old, he's already been an all-star, 6'4", 220, 225-pound wing. Like, But I just – I can't sneeze at what Cat has already accomplished in the in the NBA. That's the only reason why I'm going to take Cat. But, man, Anthony Edwards' ceiling is crazy, bro. His ceiling is crazy. Well, well I, to me personally, Cat hasn't accomplished much. Now, I have to remember that, I mean, I mean, he got drafted in 2015. It's, he's, he's a vet now. He's not a young guy. He's a vet at this point, eight years in the league. And – his, this year he averaged twenty one and eight, five assists. Um, had a down year shooting from threes at thirty six point six, forty nine from the field, eighty seven from the free throw line. You know, not poop hut, but 
what I what I was getting at in that question was he should be twenty seven and thirteen at this point. When we thought when we were thinking of Cat in what twenty eighteen, even though he was playing with Jimmy Butler, we thought by now he'd be on the same tier as Joel Embiid. So that's the problem here. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't put in the work, but it just seems to me that Cat's game is the same as when he came into the league. So it does not look like he got it, it. It looks like he's flatlined. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's built on anything that we didn't already know about him. We knew when he got drafted, he was a shooting center. He's still a shooting center. He still can get you 25 and 8. But how many times have we seen Cat get you five blocks? How many times have we seen Cat get you a triple-double? How many times have we seen Cat get you two or three steals? How many times have we seen Cat dribble up the floor and put himself in the post and then give you a bucket? These are not things that we see from Cat, but we see these from guys that got drafted around the same time as he did, Joel Embiid. Um, Nikola Jokic, uh, Giannis, Anthony Davis, all these, even Bam Adebayo, who's younger than all of them. They've all built on something, and Cat just hasn't done that yet. Now, now, look, Cat has been through a lot. He lost his mom in COVID. Um, Prayers continue to go out to him and his family, but strictly about basketball, he's a three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. He did win Rookie of the Year. He was on the All-Rookie team, of course, but there's nothing here of substance, of accolades. There's nothing that that speaks out to me that Cat is trying to win a championship. You can talk about it all you want to, but what my eye test tells me is that Cat just works on what he's good at in the gym. I'm not an NBA player, so I'm not going to say that he's, you know, sorry or he doesn't deserve his money or anything like that. I'm never going to go that far. But what I'm going to say is for you to be a talker, I don't expect a center because he is a center. Now, he's the power forward because they started Rudy Gobert, and that might be more attributable why his rebounding numbers are down. But F that, you know, Rudy Gobert came there to be a role player to you. He didn't come there to take your spot. He's a role player. They traded for him to kind of put you guys over the top for defense, but he didn't come there to be – the guy he came there to be the third guy, and sometimes Cat looks like he's content being the third or fourth guy, and that's that's a problem. That's why they're not going to make it out the first round. It's crazy that you say that though, that he's been in the league eight seasons because you forget how how young he came into the league. He came into the league at like 1920 as a one year guy out of Kentucky in that 15 16 draft. And it's already been eight seasons. And, I mean, you bring up a good point, bro, because when he came into the league, he was considered a defensive guy. Like, he was defensive at Kentucky. Like, I mean, he came into the league, averaged 1.7 blocks as a rookie. So it's like, okay, I see a two-block-a-game two a season in your career or in your future. And he's all, he's consistently gotten about .8 steals a game. Okay, I see a steal and a half in your future. But it's like, like you said, I think maybe he's got content. And I mean, can you blame him? They gave him a $220 million extension in 2027, 2028. He'll have a play option for $61 million, bro. So maybe he is content. But like you said, bro, 
you can say you want to win the championship all you want to, but you got to be about it, man, because 27, I'm pretty sure they were expecting more by now. I, I'll agree. I, I'm now, pretty, Cat was, yeah, Cat know. was definitely hurt. He only played 29 games, but in a sense, like, even going back to, like, what you said about his rookie year, 1.7 blocks is the highest block total per, like, average that he's ever had. Um, and that was his rookie year. But we at least um, have to give him this nod, though, bro. Almost five assists a game this season, even though he only played 29 games. This is a career high in assists, though. He's showing that new ability to pass a little bit. So we at least have to give him that nod. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, passing as a, as a big man is always – a skill that's not really looked at for a big. So anytime a big can get you five assists um, in any type of setting, it's always going to be welcomed on any team. But it's not necessary. Yeah, it's just not. It's like, bro, like we have guards here. We got a, we got uh Mike Conley. Uh, we got we got Kyle Anderson who in the in the uh, playing game was the de facto point guard at six nine. So we don't really need you passing the ball. We need you putting that bug up. We need you to put that in the basket. Um so they got to say they after they get ramrodded this play this first round, they have some decisions to make. Um you can't move Rudy Gobert. Nobody's gonna take Rudy Gobert because they know you don't want him. Um right. and they know they don't want him either. Um so the only person of value and you're not trading Anthony Edwards for obvious reasons is Cat. And Cat can get you a package. I don't know how worthy that might be. Hey, look, maybe you trade Jordan Poole and you give up Cat. You know, maybe you give up, you know, take Jordan Poole and take on Kaminga. Uh, you might want to get some other pieces in that. Poole, Kaminga, uh, Moody, um, some picks, and maybe that was fix Golden State's we need a center problem. And it would mm. fit right along into what they do um, as of their system, as a ball movement and and three shooting shooting threes and and post play and making plays out of the post that would fit perfectly for them, um, and the money might work because I think j- they just signed Jordan Poole in the offseason to a yeah. hundred fifty million dollar extension so that could yeah. that could make it work if they uh if if that if that's something they want to explore but um I have a I have a different question for you man um so we had the Nuggets. Play. We had the Nuggets and the Timberwolves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're going to save the Laker game for later. Um, that's t- what do you think about the Suns and the in the uh in the in the in the Clippers, bro? I got some things to say, bro. I just want to hear what you got to talk, what you got to hear about that, man. Bro, I'm gonna be real with you, bro. Kawhi is showing us that he deserves that All-NBA 75. He showed us that in this game because people don't realize he's on a list with himself and LeBron James as the only two players to win finals MVPs for two separate teams. So it's like, He's also on a list of like five or six players all time that have multiple finals MVPs and have won defensive player of the year. So it's like this man, Kawhi, is so 
Like, we talk about playoff Jimmy more than we talk about playoff Kawhi. Like, it just it, it baffles my mind because the season he tore his ACL in the playoffs, I believe it was against the Utah Jazz. I think it was a play he was driving up the court. Joe Ingles bumped him, and he tore his ACL slightly. They were going to beat Utah regardless. Regardless. That was the best Kawhi had looked with the L.A. Clippers up until that point because, if I'm not mistaken, the previous season was the bubble. They they blew the 3-1 lead to Luka, was it not? They blew it to uh, Jokic. To Jokic. Excuse, I'm sorry, to Jokic, to the Nuggets. They blew the 3-1 lead. So I'm just – I'm like, bro, we talk more about Jimmy Butler in the playoffs than we talk about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's All-NBA 75 deserved it. Multi-time All-Star deserved it. Two-time Finals MVP deserved it. NBA champion deserved it. Mm-hmm. He put up 38 effortlessly on the Effortless. It didn't even look like he was sweating. I mean, 13 of 24, shot better than 50% from the field. He did something that he typically doesn't do, three of five from three. He really doesn't even shoot that many threes. He's more of a mid-range guy. Knocked down three of them. That's at 60%, 90% from the line. I mean – and he was playing pretty good defense. It was times when he was matched up on Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, although he had 27, 7 of 15 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3, you take away those 10 free throws he had, 17 points on 15 shots from the field. I mean, Kawhi is just – he's – I hate to say it, but he might be an underrated player. Russell Westbrook. This is another instance of, and I feel like he he now falls into the category of a Kavon Looney type guy. Like you said earlier, he does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. With Paul George being out, someone had to be the second guy to try to create for them. I mean, of course, he wasn't the second leading scorer. That was Eric Gordon. But someone had to be the secondary ball handler or the primary ball handler with Kawhi scoring how he was scoring. And, I mean, Russ stuffed the stat sheet, nine points on 19 shots. You hate that. I mean, I'll be real with you. If he can get that down about half, maybe take 11 shots, 10 shots maybe, that would be, I feel like, a good spot for him. But it all depends on how the flow of the game is going because Kawhi needed those. He needed somebody to come with him. I mean, Zubac – 12 and 15, Eric Gordon. You don't want Eric Gordon being your second leading scorer. So Russ had to try to score. So for nine points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, three blocks, and two steals, he's showing that he's actually committed on the defensive end, something that was a huge knock on him playing for you guys. I mean, he locked Devin Booker up on that last possession and then not only blocked his layup attempt, but threw the ball off of him, got a turnover, and then that basically all but shut the door on the the Suns' comeback attempt. I mean, and then when it was a a tied game, Kawhi was being face guarded. He goes and calls for the ball and tries to score, and Devin Booker gets fouled, goes to the line, knocks down both free throws to give them the lead. Like, he – well, to give them a three-point lead, I I think they were up by one. He knocked them both down to give them a three-point lead. Yep. He just – he was making timely plays, man, and this brings back into question that conversation you and I always have. You and I had on Twitter. You and I always have when it comes to the point guard position. 
Chris Paul versus Russell Westbrook. Chris Paul had seven points, 11 boards, 10 assists. That's an uncharacteristic game for Chris Paul. He was foiled with a triple-double. He never does that. But two of eight from the field, it just – it's tough, man. My takeaway from this, though, is that the Suns have nobody to come into the game off of the bench to score. If Torian Craig is going to start, that was supposed to be the guy that come off the bench for them to give them offense. Landry Shamit, he's he I don't think he's worth anything. That contract he received, we're talking about bad contracts. Landry Shamit got yeah. paid 40 million for what he did three, four years ago as a shooter. He's never been able to reciprocate that. I mean, Josh Koji played seven minutes. Bismat Biombo played five. The guy they thought was going to be the guy off the bench was Terrence Ross, and he played four minutes and didn't even do anything. They're missing T.J. Warren badly. I don't know why T.J. Warren had a DMP yesterday. I don't know if he's injured or what, but if they don't get 30 points a game from Kevin Durant and 30 from D-Book every night, they might be going home. They might be going home. They better hope Paul George out for this whole series because I, I've seen I've seen reports going both ways. He might miss the whole first round, but he might try to come back game four, game five. So bro, if 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 this is their path to success, getting to, 22 points from Torian Craig every night, they're gonna go home. They're really gonna go home. Um one thing about Russ, and I and I and I'm not gonna. I know everybody's gonna look at that three of nineteen, but um, I want people to realize that the Clippers as a team had forty. I think it was forty nine rebounds. Fifteen of those rebounds were offensive boards, which means if somebody they missed a shot and they got second chance points. Fifteen offensive boards in the game is crazy. Six of those offensive boards came from Russell Westbrook. <laughs> is my size <laughs> that's all heart that's all heart and um you know going back to the stat sheet right nine points ten boards eight assists um Russell Westbrook's got the biggest heart of any player I've ever seen not named Giannis on the Kupo and LeBron James like um he doesn't care about having a bad game Russell Westbrook will still take it to you um and and Chris Paul is just old, man. He can't keep up. He he gets tired. He starts running slower. He can't get up and down the court. And the person that you don't want to be in front of that lets that you know and he knows is tired is Russell Westbrook. Like he's a he's the guy that's gonna go at you at a hundred miles an hour. He's not gonna stop for anything but a timeout. That's the only time you're ever gonna see him pump the put the uh pump the brakes or something. Uh Kawhi Leonard. 38 points, shot 40, uh, hit, not shot, he didn't, he shot 24 times. He played 42 minutes, which is something I didn't expect. He hit two threes in the clutch. Um, I'm talking about, for whatever reason, they sagged off the best shooter that they had on the floor, who was Kawhi Leonard. He had a, he had a corner three, courtesy of Russell Westbrook, a drive and a kick out to the corner. Um, and then he had another three from the, uh, from the, the elbow region, excuse me. The wing, excuse me. Um, he had a wing three, um, and it you know kind of put a stop to the Suns. Um, I know people are going to be like, "Why are y'all? Why are y'all saying Kevin Durant didn't play a good game? He had twenty nine, nine and eleven. 
a LeBron-esque game, as Skip Bayless puts it. No, he didn't. People don't want to realize, but they put Russell Westbrook on him in the first quarter, and he missed his first five shots. Kevin Durant missed his mm-hmm. first five shots with Russell Westbrook on him. Then they put uh, um, Eric Gordon on him. Then he put Kawhi Leonard on him. I think Kevin Durant might have thought they was going to start Kawhi on him all game, and maybe he could get his rhythm that way. Um, but, no, they threw a lot of guys at him. Uh, Tyron Lue has a bunch of defenders, a bunch of guys who may not even be recognized as defenders, but they want to make a name for themselves. Eric Gordon was stuck in Houston for a long time. A long time, and it didn't even look like he was going to get out. I, mean, I know he got – I think he got traded, and then he got bought out or something. I, I know like some veteran transaction. Um, But he's been itching for this opportunity. He hasn't had a chance to compete since Chris Paul was in Houston. Um, So he's looking for a different opportunity, Um, and he's got it with the Clippers. The Clippers, man, if they keep playing like this where they're saying, you know, Kawhi, take us there. Because Kawhi Leonard is the, still a top five two-way player in the league. I don't care what anybody says. If everybody's healthy, there's not a lot of guys I'm taking over Kawhi Leonard based on what he does on the defensive end. He doesn't make any noise about it. He just shuts you down and scores. That's it, all he does. He just shuts you down. He'll dunk on you a couple of times. He may scream, but then he goes right back to being the cyborg. And when you got a bunch of guys that believe him, they rally around him, Norman Powell, who may be the sixth man of the year, depending on how the voters uh what the voters think. Zubak had 12 and 15. DeAndre Ayton needs to shoot the ball more than 16 times. Devin Booker, you gotta be better than 10 of 19, 26 points, and you're 0 for 3. 0 for 3. 0 for. You ain't make a single three. You gotta be better than six of eight from the three. Free throws, like you got to get seven of those eight. You got it. You have to. You you absolutely have to. When and the thing about the last play, and this is why I'm not a big Devin Booker fan, right? On that that uh that Russell Westbrook play that you so eloquently uh, described for our viewers. Um, when he blocked the shot, Devin Booker immediately started complaining to the ref, which allowed Russell Westbrook to grab the ball, and smack it off his leg. Because if Devin Booker's paying attention, he could have probably caught that ball and maybe put it back up. You never know. But when you automatically go complaining to the ref saying, oh, he hit me, he hit me, or whatever, like this is why I don't believe in Devin Booker. This is why I don't like Kevin Durant trying to get down to Finley. I would have much rather seen Kevin Durant try to get down to Miami because I know in Miami they're going to give it everything they got. They're not going to complain they're not going to complain when things don't go their way and then talk junk when things do. Because when you talk junk when things go your way, this is what happens. You get Russell Westbrook, who's been – he's tired of people calling him Russell Westbrook. Brick, excuse me. He's tired of people saying, you can't win with Russ. He's tired of hearing Skip Bayless's mouth. He's tired of hearing anybody else's mouth that's saying, Russ, stop shooting the ball. And Russ is like, bro, I do more than shoot the ball. Exactly. I get rebounds. I'm the best rebounding guard any of y'all have ever seen. Put some respect on my name. Russell Westbrook studies the rebound like De- Dennis Robin does. Dennis Robin used to say he would count the spins on the ball to be to try to track the trajectory of where the ball is going to bounce off the rim. Russell Westbrook does the same thing. If you look, Russell Westbrook, every time the ball goes off the rim, and he looks up and then he races. A lot of guards, they kind of act like they're going to run, and then they run you know, further trying to get a transition layup. Russell Westbrook already knows that he's faster than Chris Paul, so he doesn't have to worry about 
getting on the break. He's going to go up and put pressure on the rim. Who's also putting more pressure on the quiet DeAndre Aiden. Uh, T- Torrey Craig is not the biggest wing in the world. Kevin Durant isn't what you would think of as a premier rebounder in of a of a sort. So, you know, you're putting a guy out there that really wants he wants the ball. He needs the ball, and he's going to put it in. He's going to put it in guys' hands that can make a difference. I'm glad Paul George actually is start. He's getting some rest for this injury because. If Paul George played the way this Clippers team looked, I'm afraid of what they would say about Kevin Durant after they lost in six at the most if, if Paul George played. If Paul George was healthy with this Clippers team, the way they look, the Suns would be out in the first round, and I'm worried about what they would say about Kevin Durant after that. Bro, I Oh, honestly, and Chris Paul, because this is oh, it for yeah. Chris Paul. If Chris oh, Paul yeah. don't get to the finals this year, it is it. It is it, it is it, and we're going to have this discussion again about who's the better all-time point guard because Russell Westbrook has been disrespected for years, partly because, well, 80% of Skip Bayless just being mad at somebody that got more than 1.4 points in a senior year. Um, but that's a different story for a different day. We're going to have to have this discussion because Russell Westbrook led the league for triple double. He, he not only broke uh, Oscar Robinson's record, he did it for three more seasons after that which is crazy, crazy, like insane type thing. And if he get, if he gets, especially if he gets this Clippers team to the second round and he's a big part of it, now you might be able to look at his teammates and be like, hmm, how bad did you want it? Because I can go back to 2012 when they beat the Spurs um, and they, the Spurs were up 2-0 and Russell Westbrook was a big reason of why they came back on the Spurs. Um, with his energy, with his tenacity, driving to the basket, that mid-range game that he had back in the day. And then you want to go back to um, 2016. He had a 36-9-11 and 11 game. I think it was like game five where he just took over. It looked like Steph wasn't even supposed to be mentioned with this name, Russell Westbrook. And, yes, Russell Westbrook did flake, but Kevin Durant flaked too now. He was on the team. He did not play well. And ever since Kevin Durant left and played with – Two other generational talents. People have given Russell Westbrook the middle finger. This is Russell Westbrook's time. If he manages to beat Kevin Durant and Paul George is out a significant amount of time and it's just him and Kawhi, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, also, Kevin Durant also, have to get in the boardroom and explain something. We also got to talk about that, uh, that, that game when he was still in OKC when he had, what was it, like 45? Paul mm-hmm. George had five, and Carmelo shot two of seven. Yep, we gotta talk about that too. I mean, we are gonna have to talk about Russ, man. We, exactly, I'm sick bro. of everybody talking about Russ is not a generational talent. Like, yes, he is. Skip Bayless is not no basketball. If he's gonna continue to say that Russell Westbrook is against my basketball religion, one point four points in your senior year should have been against your basketball religion, bro. That should have been against your basketball religion. I don't want to hear no more Russ slander anytime. You have you shoot three of nineteen, and you're still the second best player on the court. I do not want to hear it. I do not want it on for your team. That is, I do not want to hear it, bro. I I think that's going to be a very interesting series. I don't flip my laptop twice. I apologize, team, but I think that's going to be a very interesting series, bro. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is one of He's them. Him. He's one He's of the ones. But uh, last but definitely not least, the game we've all been waiting to discuss, Los Angeles Lakers 
Memphis Grizzlies. Los Angeles Lakers got a victory 128-112 to over the Memphis Grizzlies in game one of the NBA first-round playoffs. Um, Anthony Davis dislocated his shoulder, then came back in after halftime. John Morant might have messed up his hand and or wrist, so his game two status is in question. I'm going to let you lead off on this one, bro, because it's your team. What was your takeaway from watching your Lakers beat up on the Grizzlies? Man, I don't care if Ja got hurt or not. We won't win that game, okay? Um, let's, let's, you know, everybody talks about we had four guys um, combined for 95 points. But let me put throw in D'Lo, who helped out with 19 points, also had seven assists. Now, out of that 120 we scored, five guys got us 114. That is incredible. That is in, insane that you, we have a team that LeBron James can essentially be average <laughs> and beat the second seed in convincing fashion. Um, Jaron Jackson had 31 points. He had a very characteristic five-rebound game that if you want to point the finger of why they why they need Steven Adams and Brandon Clark so bad, look at the five rebounds he had, and you'll see why. Um, is it, is, Anthony Davis, 22, 10, and 7, almost a triple-double with blocks. LeBron James, as I said, 21. He had some very uh, timely threes in the fourth quarter. Um, when we started going on that run, 11 boards, five assists, but also five turnovers, not really him um, for the assist-to-turnover ratio. Um, D'Lo didn't shoot well. I think he shot 7 of 17, but he has a slow game that you can't predict. He does this little hezzy. Um, and in transition, he seems to hit Hachimura. Hachimura had 29 points. Um, he outscored the Grizzlies bench by himself, 29 to 24, um, 11 of 14. And, and, and <clears throat> um, Vanderbilt always being the Swiss Army knife defender that we need him to be, very effective, only shot four shots, two or four from the field. That's all we needed. Schroeder comes in with his speed and agility. His ability to see the floor and lead our second uh, our troops in the second uh, in the second unit. Um, man, man, my Lakers look good, man. Look, man, look, man. Say, man, look, man. Hey, Desmond, uh, not Desmond. Dylan Brooks said he wanted the Lakers. He said he wanted to knock out the legacy. Well, the legacy is here, brother. What you gonna do, brother? We are here. We are here, and. You in front of Austin Reeves, and he got cooked. He had Austin Reeves talking about, I'm him. I'm him. And Dylan Brooks is just like, man, my favorite player of the game. Austin Reeves does his patented drive-in. And Austin Reeves has a knack for getting and one fouls. I've been looking at him through the season. Like, he'll drive in. He'll draw the contact. And where most players might just fall out, he actually regathers himself on the shot. And he gets a pretty good look. Um, when the when the when he draws a foul and his guy bounces off of him, he's a solid guy. You wouldn't think he looks kind of stringy, but he 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 has good body control where he can get the shot back up and 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 get the end one. And he's a ninety percent type of guy from the free throw line. He actually was a fifty one. Um, excuse me, I think he shot uh ninety from the free throw uh from free throw and like thirty nine from three. Um. 
Hey, he pushed the ball on the floor. He had a great behind-the-back pass to Hachimura on the wing. He drove in from the baseline. The defense collapsed for whatever reason. They think he's a white LeBron. Hmm. Um, and he does a behind-the-back pass to Hachimura, who sprayed it from three. Um, at the Man, my Lakers, man, we look like a real contender. We look like a real contender in the West. We look like we could represent the West off of just my first game, game one reactions. Um, we've had we've had our own struggles. Sometimes we we just don't look like what we should look like. Um, but I think it's going to continue. Um, Desmond Bain shot poo putt. I know he had twenty two five five rebounds and six assists, or was it six rebounds and five assists? Either way, he shot three of ten from the three point line, which is horrible. Um, I think he shot like eight of twenty two from the field, which is horrible. Um, Dylan Brooks. Not that guy shot five or twelve. Really, it was a it was a quiet fifteen he had. Um, they gonna need Ja Morant, but they gonna need more than Ja Morant. They gonna just need Ja. They ain't gonna they leave, he gonna have to be Ja, not Ja Morant, not not. It's a, he gonna have to be. It's a parade inside my city, yeah, Ja. He gonna have to be that for him to uh to for him to beat our Lakers, man. Um, mm-hmm. Desmond Bain in the post game talking about some. Yeah, Achimura got twenty nine, but I'd like to see him do it. For the rest of the series, it's just one game. You're right. It is just one game. We don't need him to do that every game. We are a great team. We do not need Hashimura to get us 29. It'd be nice, but sometimes he might get he might not get us 29. He might get us 15. And Vanderbilt might get us 15 and 17 again. What you gonna say about that, Desmond? Oh, it's just one game. Man, look. Look, man. As look, I can almost I can almost cry because when the season started, I just did not expect us to do this. I did not expect us to be in this position where it's clear we're going to upset the second seed, and then after that, man, we're, we're going to play the Clippers. We're going to play who we're going to play after that. Um, the only team I'm actually nervous about is the Clippers because they have this robot with cornrows. Outside of that, man, my team looks good barring injury. I hope Anthony Davis can get some rest for that shoulder. He's been complaining about that shoulder for the latter part of the season. Um, I hope, you know, it continues to just be a stinger. I hope he, you know, continues to build his pain tolerance. But, man, this is a uh, – my team, man, we are we are poised to actually make a run. And the only reason I'm probably not going to – Given the uh, championship off the bat, and I know Laker Nation is going to be mad at me, but I have to be objective here, is because the Celtics legitly go 10-man deep and everybody can shoot except their center, Rob Williams. So that's the only thing I'm afraid of. But outside of that, I'd give us a punching chance if we're healthy against the Bucks. I'd give us a punching chance against the Sixers because we got guys that we can count on day in and day out to give us a maximum effort. Even if their shots aren't hitting, they still find a way to win. So. Props up to my team, man. Props up to the runner, uh, the executive of the, of the year, in my opinion, for the trade deadline performance. Rob Palenka, um, Darvin Ham, he just tells them guys to go out there and hoop, and that's what they do, man. So this series, at the at the very most, is going to go six. Mm, at the most, wow. So. If y'all were to beat the Grizzlies, y'all would play the winner of Golden State Sacramento in the second round. So y'all wouldn't have to worry about Kevin Durant or Kawhi 
for Jokic until the conference finals. So uh, my takeaway is kind of different from yours. I'll be real with you. I'm dang so not going to give you all the championship off of that. I also am not going to, you know, crucify you guys or anything because you guys played well. I mean, with the way Austin Reeves played, with the way he's been playing, I actually have to give him his credit because, I mean, he's showing that he can be not only a viable NBA player, but the third best guy on the championship team, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, the Grizzlies are the two seed. They were the two seed all year. They were the one seed at point of the season as well. So they've been a pretty dominant team all year. And to see the way you guys basically unpacked a victory on them, undressed them in a sense, no disrespect if anyone's offended by that. Um, it was just – it was – Insane, bro. I mean, I never really thought, even when they took the lead, because if I'm not mistaken, they had like a six-point lead on you guys. Yeah. Coming out of the half. Yeah. Was it coming out of the half? 65. Yeah, 65 yeah. to like 59. 59. Yeah, 65-59. They were by six. Even then, I wasn't really believing that they could keep that lead. And I say that because – the way Ja plays at times, it's real reckless. Like, he, he really yeah. plays recklessly, you know? And I just – I didn't really think that the game was in question. I mean, Jaron Jackson played well. He played well, 31-5, and five, two blocks, 13-21. of 21. He played tremendous, but – that was because Darvin Ham was refusing to double him. Once he got it going, they just had LeBron guard him one-on-one. Looking at you guys, though, if y'all are going to have five players score 20 points dang near each, then you guys are going to beat everybody. And I feel like you guys have that potential. I mean, when you look at the guys you guys are playing, AED is going to get you 20. LeBron's going to get you 20. We can pretty much pencil in Austin Reeves for at least 20 now. I mean, the way he's been playing. Uh, D'Lo gets you somewhere 15 to 20. Hachimura can get you somewhere 15 to 20 now. Schroeder, Malik Beasley, if he ever finds his three-point shot again. Like, you guys have the makings of an eight, nine-man rotation that could be championship level. And that's discounting Lonnie Walker, who played well for y'all during stretches of this year. So, I mean, I, I'm i not really hype about it because I'm not surprised. I chose the Grizzlies to – lose to you guys. I mean, like we talked about in the Boston series, it's the same the same rules apply here. Like like Alex said we do on a Dynasty podcast. Let's look at the teams for what they are. The best player in the series is LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Second best player in the series is LeBron James or Anthony Davis. You're getting out to the third player, it's Ja. Okay. Third is Ja. If you're looking at the fourth and the fifth best player it's maybe it's Jaron Jackson probably, you know, but then after that, are you taking a Desmond Bain or are you taking a D'Angelo Russell? Are you taking a Desmond Bain or are you taking a, you know, Austin Reeves with the way he's been playing the last 30 games? 
Like, because honestly, Austin Reeves, he might be even looking like an all star the last 20, 25 games. So, and then once you get past those guys, like I said, I would probably take D I'd probably take Austin Reeves the last 20, 30 games. Then if you're putting a Desmond Bain, then it's like, okay, Dylan Brooks or Malik Beasley, Dylan Brooks or Jared Vanderbilt's impact, Dylan Brooks or Rui Hachimura, Dylan Brooks or Dennis Schroeder's impact. Like, you guys just have, if you're doing a top eight, you guys have five of the best players, six of the best players in this series, clearly. And so I just don't see, and especially with John Morant's health in question now, I just don't see how you comfortably say, okay, the Grizzlies can still win the series. I love Tyus Jones. Y'all know me. I'm a Duke fan. He he allowed me to see my Duke Blue Devils witness. He allowed me to witness my Duke Blue Devils winning a national championship. But Ja is different than him. Ja is a he Ja has that electricity that matters. And so if he can't go, if his hand, his wrist is truly, truly messed up, which is what they were alluding to him being out game two, maybe game three, because he already had an injury on that same wrist and hand that he fell on. Y'all probably could beat them in five games. <laughs> and if y'all can get them out of here in five games, that will give, like you said, Anthony Davis with that shoulder that's been nagging him, give him some rest, give LeBron some rest, just get back healthy. I mean – you guys are a scary team. You guys are truly, truly a scary team. And I don't know. I wouldn't like my chances if I'm Memphis without John Morant. I just personally wouldn't. Me personally, I don't think they should like it with them. I think it's – I just think they do too much chirping um, for LeBron to allow them to win the series. Um I, I think they do too much chirping. Oh, and it's been announced Jaron Jackson is the defensive player of the year. Congratulations mm-hmm. to him, the second youngest ever. Um, this is not it's not gonna matter in this series, but I do congratulations to him. Um Yeah, man, they 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 just do too much chirping. First off, they need to get rid of Dylan Brooks and get in a actual serviceable guy. If they want to get rid of him and bring in somebody like a um OG and a newbie. I don't know how you pull that trade off. Gonna have to trade somebody else for him. Maybe include Zaire Williamson, Xavier Tillman in that trade, a couple picks, um, to get a, an actual three and D wing, not a three and D talker. I mean, a three and D wing, a guy that actually makes a noticeable defensive presence at six seven. You got to be more than a defensive pest. If you're a pest, if you're labeled as a pest. On defense, you're getting cooked more times than you're not. So um, that's one thing they need to change. Another thing is they need to establish, you know, more roles. I know John Morant was out, but I do not think that Desmond Bain is a guy that needs to be handling the ball as much as he is. I think he needs to be designated to a J.J. Riddick type of role. I'm mm-hmm. just not surprised by – I just don't think the T-Rex can um, dribble the ball the way he needs to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's hilarious, um, bro. Yeah, Mister Mr. Short Arms. I don't think he's um. Yeah, I, his 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 fingertips stop at his waist, so I don't think he needs to be dribbling the ball. <laughs> um, yo, 
You were hey, going crazy t- on my man. He's they be were talking joke about my team, man. They were talking joke about my Lakers, man. I have to, I have to go in on them, but yeah, I just think that you know, Jaron Jackson is a great. I do think Jaron Jackson is a great player. Um, he's in that third tier for big men, I believe. Yeah. Um, not well, maybe that, maybe that second tier because he's probably up there with Cat. I mean, I have to put him there. His 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 accolades are better than Cat's. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um. Uh, you know, I, I think he. I think he did his job. It's just he's just not enough. Man. They they need more efficiency. And for our guys, our defenders, we have we have like three guys that we can put on the one through the five, one through the four. Like Vanderbilt is legit. He can go one through the five. Hachimura can go two through the four. Um, D'Lo can. I don't even know why I mentioned his name. He just guards the ones um, or the worst player on the floor. Uh, but he can get some timely steals in the passing lane. I've seen him do it. Austin Reeves is a two to the three type of guy, um, and they can also make plays for you. We know what LeBron is. We know what Anthony Davis is. Um, we we know what Schroeder is in the passing lane. We do know he is in transition. Um, and we got shooters, man. This is the problem. And I know we talked about the bubble team off air last last um, night, but I won't say that our team is better than that bubble championship. I will not say, oh, excuse me. I will not say our team is better than that championship. doesn't matter if they were the bubble or not. We were dusting teams wherever we were. Mm-hmm. But um, I haven't seen a LeBron-led team like this where there's this much dynamic players in a long time, even going back to the Cleveland days. Um, I'm going to say just off of respect that the 3-1 team that came back was better than this team as a whole. But when I'm looking down the line, I do not remember somebody off the bench like like a Hachimura where he can get you 15 and 10, 15 and 8 on any given night. A guy with that on Jared Vanderbilt. I don't ever remember LeBron James playing with a Jared Vanderbilt type player. Um, I don't ever remember him playing with a with a an Austin Reeves who's essentially Mo Williams with like two or three inches on him. And Mo Williams had an All Star season in '09. That was the best we ever saw from him. I, I just <laughs> if, if this is letting you guys know that LeBron James has not had the help. Um, this team is good, man. This good. This team is really good. And like I said, the only reason why I'm not going to say we are the 2023 champions is because of what's in the Eastern Conference. I'm just not going to disrespect those teams like that. But as of what's in the West, off of what I've seen from all these game one performances. The only team I can say we probably go seven with is the Clippers at full strength. The way the Suns look, Kevin Durant and LeBron James are going to cancel out. Yeah. LeBron James will rise to the occasion when he plays Kevin Durant. I'm, I already know that. I've never seen LeBron have a poop-putt game against him. And Anthony Davis is better than Aiton. He's better than Aiton. Aiton just plays soft. like He just plays like he just doesn't want to be there. You're seven feet. Zubak is seven feet tall. He's also 250 like DeAndre Ayton. But somehow he got 15 boards and Ayton only got eight. You would never understand these things. Um, and he Ayton shot eight of 16. I know that's 50%, but guys, he only had 18 points. I just believe that if you shoot the ball 16 times that you should have 22 points, something like that. You shouldn't have 
two more points than shots you have. I just even if you shoot well, I just don't think that's a good game in a sense. Um, um, D book, hey man, you got your work cut out for you. He really does. But you know, back to my team, we look good. I can talk about the Lakers all day. We look good. Yeah, bro, definitely, definitely agree. Y'all, y'all are looking like a a strong, strong championship contender. I'll say that. I'm not going to say championship winner, but contender, definitely. But uh, let's see what else is going on in the world of basketball. Well, I mean, Brooklyn's up by two on Philly right now. Um, like Alex already said, Jaron Jackson, shout out to Memphis. He won the defensive player of the year. So, uh, I mean, if – if if you don't have anything else, that's pretty much all I wanted to get to. We wanted to give y'all this stuff right here for this uh, round one. Next time you'll probably hear from us. Most likely will be after the round one games have concluded. Maybe we might give y'all something midway through just to kind of keep it consistent. I don't know. I mean, what are you thinking for that, Alex? Like, when is the next time the people will hear from us? Um, I'm thinking that we should do this in the sense where. After every uh, round is wrapped up, we should do an episode. And then after every game, one of a series, we should do an episode. So the end of oh. a series, we'll, we'll wrap up the series um, of those of those teams that played. And we'll do a prediction for the second round. And then, and then we can do game one takeaways. And then we can do game uh, series two, uh, ending takeaways and predictions for series three. There, there y'all have it then. So the next time y'all are here from us is when round one concludes. Because, boy, I'm trying to enjoy some of the basketball too, man. Come on. But, yeah, that's a bet. So, cool. We'll do it. We'll do it like that. So, hopefully within the next week or so, maybe next week, y'all probably will hear from us again in terms of basketball. So, that's a bet, man. Uh, it, was there any other basketball topics you had that were – Festering in your mind, my boy. Yeah, man. This is um, this is always great to talk to the folks again, um, share some knowledge, and hey, man, it's it's been a it's been a true treat for me. That's a bet. So uh, until next time, man. Uh, let me go and actually leave y'all with a word of wisdom, man. Stick with it, man. Uh, whatever you got going on in your life, don't give up, man. Keep the faith. God got you. Don't give up. That's, that's really pretty much what I got for y'all, man. I'm talking to myself, too. Don't give up. Keep that faith. So uh, what you got for the people, my boy? Uh, do not let the um, – let's let's try to do practice more self-care. Um, and I, when I say self-care, I'm not talking about pedicures, manicures, uh, facials or anything. And if that's what you're into, then by all means, pursue that. Play boy or play girl. Um, what I'm talking about here is do not allow people to um, – make requirements of your life for you. Um, I know we, we can get on any social media and say, well, a man must do this or a woman must do this. How about just finding somebody that you like and then building from there instead of trying to make um, a, a description for every person in this world. I think that will bring us more to self, uh, uh, fix a lot of self-esteem issues in our, in our, uh, gener- in our generation. I think that would help everybody like learn to actually love and get to know one another 
Stop trying to judge everybody. Stop trying to put the next person down. That's the that um is what I'm talking about is crabs in the barrel, and uh, we need to really stop that as a, as a generation because it's leading us to darker times. And I'm sick of seeing men and women uh create channels and create podcasts just designed to bring each other down because it's only driving us further and further away from the truth. Um, so let's stop that. Let's let's start just loving each other and just finding somebody to love us and then building from there. And let's see where that takes us as a whole people. Hey Amen. I agree with that, bro. That's definitely, definitely, definitely words of wisdom, man. So uh, I appreciate you saying that for real. But uh, there you have it, Dynasty Years fam. Until next time, it's your host, Darius Capers, your host, Alex Reed. <laughs> Alex Reed. I'm pointing it to the opposite way. <laughs> But uh, yes, until other time, until the next time we uh, speak with y'all, love y'all, appreciate y'all support, and we'll holler at y'all later. Peace.